0: Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we're going to be talking about the 1996 movie, The Craft.
0: The very creepy movie you made me watch this week. You're welcome. (laughs) We are, you know, we're in the midst of spooky season, so I will allow it. But you are really taking, taking this and running with it.
1: I told you when I etched it into stone on our schedule that it was like Mean Girls if they were witches.
0: Yeah, it's like Mean Girls, but Halloween-y. Yeah. The thing, though, I feel like this movie doesn't portray witches in a very positive light. So I'm like kind of... doesn't. I'm kind of surprised that it has such a cult following because it's very much like Satanic Panic of the 90s.
1: You know what? I I think that especially after a lot of the things that were said in this movie Mm -hmm. were definitely... It's very 90s. And like if this movie got remade today, it would not fly. No, Twitter would torpedo it from the ground. Oh, 47 (laughs) people, including these people's parents, would be canceled.
0: (laughs) Well, the movie takes place in California in the late 90s, uh, which, as we said, was a completely different era.
1: It's almost like two completely different like worlds. I mean, it was close to 30 years ago.
0: What do you think changed the world? I feel like everything started going downhill after the iPhone. I feel like the iPhones opened up a portal to hell.
1: What if Steve Jobs was a witch?
0: Hmm, witchy. What if he was a witch? And that's why, oh, he had the witch fashion. He had the, the black turtleneck. That was very witchy.
1: Yes. I'm on to something. I'm onto something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so picture it. It's California. It's 1996. Yes. There's three girls at like a private school.
0: It's not just a private school. There is a crucified Jesus over the front of the school. Okay.
1: Honestly, this is how you make adult witches is by sending them to a private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. There's three girls in a private Catholic school who practice witchcraft
0: they do they have a reputation and they totally embrace it they dress like steve jobs like all in black yeah um except they seem to have a lot of jewelry is that like a prerequisite to being a witch have to wear jewelry i don't think you have to but
1: it does help
0: when somebody punctures an extra hole into their face i respect them more because i have to because i don't have a choice because they might stab me
1: so Nancy, the leader of the witches, is Nancy, mm-hmm. and she is played by Bulb, whose performance was impeccable.
0: All you need to know about Nancy is that she has crazy eyes.
1: Yes, she definitely has. She's crazy smile too. She has crazy eyes. She has crazy smile. She looks crazy, and and it checks out. Yeah, um she definitely checks all those boxes.
0: Nancy is what Angelina Jolie, it looks like on the inside cuz like on the outside we forgive so much like creepy shit from Angelina Jolie cuz we're like wow, she's gorgeous. But on the inside she looks like a nut job, like Nancy.
1: Same with Megan Fox. We forgive a lot of creepy crazy shit from Megan Fox because she's hot. Very true. You know, hot people can get away with crazy shit. It's the risk. It's the it's the price you pay.
0: Um There are two other girls that are part of Nancy's little coven.
1: Yes, they are Bonnie, who's played by Nev Campbell, Mm -hmm. and Rochelle, who's played by Rachel True.
0: Do you notice how everyone else in the school wears a uniform, like a Catholic school uniform, but the three witches do not?
1: The three witches do not, and actually some of the boys don't either.
0: But what's weird to me, it's like, where are the nuns? I saw one nun in the whole movie, and I'm like, listen.
1: Catholic nuns would have had you exercised months ago.
0: They would have ripped that nose ring right off your face.
1: Plot hole. So you have these witches in the school who have this... Reputation. But you know what, Courtney? There
0: want to be witches at this point. When the movie starts, these girls want to be witches. They don't have any actual powers. They haven't been able to cast any real magic.
1: That's true. Enter Sarah. Sarah is a new girl to the school. She just moved there and she gets a really rough welcome. Her
0: parents just bought a house and apparently they bought it sight unseen because they get there and the roof is leaking and there's a random homeless guy just standing in
1: in, in the freaking doorway and this homeless guy accosts sarah with a snake a, a literal snake not his snake
0: listen i get that this movie is a 90s movie but i really hated the plot devices that they used for creepy factor because they used like homeless people as a creepy factor you know it's like this guy is creepy because he's homeless And granted, he's also creepy because he has a snake. But, you know,
1: he's not creepy because he's homeless. He's creepy because he pops up in somebody else's house holding a snake. Was he asking her to pet it? What was he doing with it? He said that he found this for her, (laughs) which makes you think he's talking about a different kind of snake. (laughs) I found this for you.
0: I found this for you. I feel like that guy could benefit from like an introductory class on how to lure children because you don't do it with snakes. You do it with candy.
1: Or puppies.
0: Or puppies.
1: Yes. So Sarah, she has a rough start at home, and then she gets to school. And it's a little bit smoother at school, but during biology, she tries to join Nancy's—tries to join their table.
0: Well, I think cool kids are less likely to let you sit at their table. And I think Sarah saw Nancy in her little weird group, and she thought— These people look like they need friends like they are not going to turn me away. And then they turn her away. (laughs) That's that's a low like that's when you're like rock bottom socially.
1: Yeah, they turn her away. But Bonnie, one of the members of the Little Witchy Coven, actually sees Sarah do something kind of weird in class.
0: Yeah. At first, I didn't think it was so weird because um, Sarah was just balancing a pencil on the tip. I was like, oh, that's a cool trick. And then the pencil starts to rotate by itself. And dig into the desk. By itself. And I was like, oh,
1: okay, that's witchy. (laughs) So Bonnie tells Nancy, hey, I think this girl is our fourth. Right. So it seems like they were looking
0: for fourth. And I'm like, A fourth, what, victim? Like these creepy ass girls are looking for another person? (laughs) Yes. Sarah, obviously being the new girl in school, when you're the new girl in a school, you get your pick of the litter because there's nothing hotter than the new girl in school. So the cute football guy makes like a beeline toward her.
1: And then he tells her that Nancy, Bonnie and Rochelle are witches. and She should stay away because they're freaks.
0: He's like, those are the bitches of Eastwick. They are witches. Again, here we are, you know, bullying people who we think are witches. Why?
1: You know what? Salem taught them nothing. Goddamn Puritans.
0: I mean, that wasn't a good example because the witches were burned in Salem.
1: (laughs) The people in Salem weren't even witches. That's the whole point. They'll be like, a woman did math, burn her. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught you to read, Margaret? So once the
0: the witchy group realizes that this new girl has some sort of natural power, now they're interested in bringing her into their friend group.
1: Yeah, and it's funny the way they do it because they don't really give her a choice.
0: Mm, yeah no they're like let's go steal shit from a witch shop
1: (laughs) you know what you're the fourth person in our little witchy group um let's go steal shit
0: yeah so the witchy girls take new girl sarah to this witch shop and the there's a lady that runs this shop and you could just tell that she is the purest kind of soul Yes. She knows they steal and she still lets them come back. Yeah. Um, that's not, if I'm going to be a witch, I'm not going to be like a nice witch that lets people walk over me. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, you steal, you're going to get blisters.
0: Yeah, your hand is going to fall off, turn blue and fall off.
1: Yeah, you're going to get toe fungus.
0: Um, Sarah doesn't steal from the witch shop. She is an honest
1: girl. Yeah, and she buys a couple books, and the lady says, oh, you're not like your friends then.
0: And the lady actually says something to her that comes up later in the movie. The lady says, you're a natural witch.
1: Yeah, she's like, your power comes from within, Rather than like an external force. Hmm. And, you know, they leave the witchy shop and they're outside and uh, Snake Dude is there again.
0: Yeah, they're walking through this area of town, which I guess are like where all the homeless people hang out. And that homeless guy that accosted her at her house is there and he tries to come after her.
1: With another snake. With
0: another snake. Do you know how expensive it is to have a snake? How is this guy maintaining his snake? What is he feeding it?
1: I have two snakes. I know how expensive it is, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's not the same snake. Where are you finding all these snakes? Are they poisonous? What kind of snakes are they? They're
0: like big snakes too. They're like the snake, almost as big as the snake Britney Spears had in her little, like infamous, like I'm a slave for you performance.
1: <laughs> yeah, these aren't like tiny little like four or five inch garter snakes you find in your yard. This mm-hmm. is like the size of an arm.
0: Yeah. So Sarah tries running away from the guy, and uh-huh. he, he's like, I don't know, man. Something is weird with that dude. He seems to have a message for her or something because he's aggressively coming after
1: her. Yeah. And she's running away. And then she runs into a priest who's like, come back to God. What the fuck? (laughs) Yes. And then her and the girls run across the street. And then snake dude runs into the road and just gets fucking hit by a car.
0: I mean, I saw it coming a mile away. Right. You're standing in the middle of the road creepy music is playing, you're gonna get hit by a car. But the girls were totally shocked.
1: They were totally shocked. Then they run to like this little like homeless area. There's like a couch and a mattress. I'm like, you're just crashing into somebody's living room. (laughs) Like that's rude. But then they're like for like, oh, my God, were you thinking about him getting hit by a car? And they're all like, yeah, I was thinking it. And then he got hit by a car. I want to be like, no fucking shit. He was in the road.
0: Well, that's what I i am like. Am I a witch? Because I was thinking it before it happened. I'm like,
1: he's going to get hit by a car. So, you know, if, if they were thinking he's going to get hit by a car and then a car drove up on the sidewalk and hit him, we would talk then he was in the middle of the road. Yeah.
0: Not that magical when you're standing in the middle of a busy road to get hit by a car.
1: Yeah. And Sarah sort of explains some of, mm-hmm. like, just weird things like this have happened to her before. And the other girls are like, yeah, it's because you're a witch. You're one of us.
0: Nancy with the crazy eyes tells Sarah that they need her to be their fourth so that they can invoke Manol. And I've never heard of that before.
1: I've never heard of it before either. But I think it's, like, the deity that they worship. They say that Manol is, like... God and the devil and the universe all wrapped into one, Mm. which, you know what? Cool for you. I I love that for you. But Sarah does not love this for her or them. If you're going
0: to make a claim like that, you need to show me receipts. You know, can you
1: show me God receipts?
0: What I mean by that is where did that come from? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, where did this ideology come from? Right. Because if someone wanted to show you receipts of God, they would show you the Bible. If someone wanted to show you. But is that really of... a
1: receipt? That's that's like a photocopy of a receipt.
0: I just mean evidence that they're not making it up, that it's like OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: It's a wider spread thing than just you. That it's an actual thing, because I have literally never heard that word before. I've never heard of it either, which is funny because witchcraft in general is pretty matriarchal. Mm. Why would you have a male deity? You can yeah. tell this was written by a man'
0: <laughs> it's like yeah, there's this dude up there with a penis and he's in charge of all the magic.
1: yeah, that's how it works so Sarah freaks out, and Sarah dips, she runs away, and she actually ends up running over to go hang out with Chris, the popular dude
0: the football player let's let's not pretend he has a personality outside of football.
1: he doesn't. Well, not yet, at least (laughs) Sarah's hanging out with Chris on some roof somewhere and they're drinking piss warm beers and then he invites her back to his place. Right. She declines and he gets
0: really offended because it's it's very obvious because they had started kissing and it's very obvious he wants to take this to the next level. Sir, we literally this is our first time hanging out like calm down.
1: Yeah. Listen, you're a 17, 18 year old boy. You've probably already taken care of yourself at least twice today. All right. I think you're fine. Stop being greedy. But also these actors
0: and I don't know if it's because it's the 90s and people dressed so kind of like archaic back then. I mean, I say people like we were there, but they all look 35 to me. Like Chris literally looks 35.
1: They all look much, much older than they are. The next day at school, Sarah's getting some looks and some giggles behind her back. And so the witchy girls come up to her
0: and actually Nancy tells Sarah that Chris has been spreading rumors about her.
1: Yeah. And those rumors are that they slept together the previous night and she was really bad in bed.
0: Man, what's more offensive here that you're lying about sleeping with someone or that you're calling them bad in bed?
1: Like, did she break your dick with her kegels? Um, That's good, my sir. Anyways, he says that she's bad in bed and she's not having it. She approaches him and she's like, can I talk to you? He is, um,
0: he's such a jerk. When she goes up to him, he's like, hey, stop begging me to spend time with like you are." like he embarrasses
1: her. Oh, you can kind of tell that every, like all four of the girls are sort of having their they're sort of having their own issues right now, you know? Yeah, we see a series of scenes
0: that show us what each girl is going through.
1: Yeah, so Rochelle is Black, and there is this really racist cunt that is on the swim team with her that says horrible things. She talks about Rochelle's hair being pubic hair.
0: Yeah, it's um, and it affects Rochelle's ability to, like, to perform in the swim team. Um, Next, we see what Bonnie is going through. And Bonnie has burns all over her body, which, by the way, are never explained. And I feel like that is probably the most interesting, like, side story in this whole movie. Yeah. How the hell did this girl get burns all over her body?
1: She's actually going in for an experimental treatment to try and get the scar, the burn scars removed. But the treatment is very, very painful. And it involves stabbing stem cells into her scars. Right. So we see her screaming. She's in a lot of
0: pain. It's really rough.
1: Then you have Nancy. And Nancy's home life is just completely fucked.
0: Nancy lives in a trailer home with her mom and her stepdad. And it's really obvious that her Mom and her stepdad are in an abusive relationship and Mm -hmm. they barely have two pennies to rub together.
1: You know, every single time I see an abusive dad or stepdad, I automatically assume they're alcoholics. Mm. And I feel like it's because I want to be like no human in their right mind Mm. would be that cruel or awful. It must be alcohol.
0: Right. And sometimes it is alcohol. But uh, to be fair, there's a lot of people out there that don't need assistance being terrible.
1: Yeah. Sarah actually ends up kind of falling back into the group of witches.
0: Yeah, the girls are drawn to each other, and so Nancy, with the crazy eyes, takes all the girls out to, like, this, what is it, a beach?
1: Yeah, it's like a, like a field beach. They go out to a scenic area.
0: They all sit in a circle, and she tells them that they're going to invoke the whatever thing. They're going to... Yeah. Manal. Manal. The spirit of Manal. I feel weird saying that because I feel like if it's like I don't want to say it out loud. You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be like, oh, someone's calling me. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So they invoke him and they do this ritual that involves an oath when they enter the circle and then they prick their fingers into a goblet right before they take a sip from the goblet, they state something that they want.
0: Right. So Rochelle, who's being bullied, um, asks basically for retribution. She wants her bully to face consequences.
1: Yeah. She wants consequences. And then Bonnie, poor Bonnie, she wants to be beautiful on the inside as well as the outside.
0: So basically she wants her burn scars to be gone.
1: Yeah. Sarah wants to be filled with self-love, and she wants Chris to love her. Chris, the guy who spread rumors about her.
0: Like, why girls? Come on. You could do better. Put the man in the trash. Throw him away. This part killed me because Nancy, with the crazy eyes, she says she wants all the power of Manol.
1: Yes, but she also doesn't just take a sip. She chugs the rest of the goblet, and it even dribbles down her face.
0: Listen, um, red flag, because <laughs> like, all of them asked for like reasonable shit. And then Nancy with the fucking crazy eyes was like, I want to be an all powerful being. Yeah. Maybe simmer down. You know what, Nancy? There's, other, there's lots of things you could ask for. You could ask for your eyes to be less crazy. Yeah. And a personality outside of witchcraft. That's the thing, too. Like these girls don't have a personality outside of witchcraft.
1: No, they really don't. But you know what? They do this, and then all these butterflies just start falling from this tree that they're under. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's Manal. He heard us. He's here. Yeah. How how beautiful. All
0: spells start beautiful.
1: <laughs> and you know what? They even kind of continue beautiful. Like mm-hmm. here the next day at school, Chris is sweating Sarah's balls hella hard. He suddenly infatuated
0: and not just that, Sarah seems to like have control over him. She has him carry her books and then she has him carry Bonnie's books Mm -hmm. and then she has him follow her. And all his friends are like, dude, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. So you can see that Sarah's spell has sort of started to work.
0: Yeah. So we start seeing the girls in school. Uh Uh-huh. There's kind of a little bit of a montage. And it just kind of shows the girls hanging out, walking through school, looking very confident. Because it's like they have found their power. So now they're confident.
1: Yeah, they definitely look confident. And then they start to sort of push the other girls' wishes kind of to the forefront. Because Sarah already has Chris. Chris... would would literally jump in front of a bus for her right now. Mm -hmm. Sarah rips a chunk of bully Laura's hair out so they can do a spell for Rochelle.
0: Yeah, and when we say that, we mean Sarah walks by the bully and literally yanks a piece of her hair out. There is no one, no one walking away with a lock of my hair. I am tackling that girl to the ground.
1: Exactly. Don't let, don't give people your hair, your teeth. If you get a tooth pulled at the dentist, you want that. That's, uh, don't they always give it to you? No, sometimes they just throw it away.
0: I've never seen a dentist like take a tooth and like put it in his little pocket and be like,
1: I'm keeping this. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do with your children's baby teeth? Um, I have them
0: in little envelopes and I put them inside like a little baby box
1: So I thought my husband was throwing them away. Mm. And then I found all of these little baggies of teeth. He doesn't know which of the five kids the teeth belong to. And so I took them out of all the baggies and put them in a jar. And then one of the kids found the jar of teeth. He came to me and says, Mommy, why do you have a jar of our baby teeth? I don't know why, but I said, what makes you think they're your baby teeth? (laughs) (laughs) What makes you think they're yours?
0: You got to keep your kids a little afraid,
1: you know? So they take the lock of Bully Laura's hair and they braid it into Rochelle's hair.
0: And it's some sort of spell. And they basically say, look, as long as she leaves you alone, nothing's going to happen to her. But of course, the bully does not leave her alone.
1: The bully does not leave her alone. The bully talks shit. Mm-hmm. And then her hair starts falling out.
0: You know, what I want to say is, could you give someone a heads up if you're cursing them on an eventuality? Like, if you're like, hey, if you keep being mean to me, I, I cursed you. And and
1: I think the bully would have stopped. You know what? That's a really good idea. Like, my mom's a witch and I'm going to curse you. Mm-hmm. The bully can't help herself. Talk shit at swim practice. And then her hair starts falling out.
0: Right. It's almost like immediate. Her hair starts falling out. She has giant bald spots in the back of her head. And, you know, I mean, fair. (laughs) She was a
1: racist piece of shit. She was a racist piece of shit.
0: We kind of don't really have any sympathy for the bully. So, Mm -mm. sorry, not
1: sorry. Meanwhile, you have Bonnie. And Bonnie wants her scars to go away. They are, it's a very big issue for bonnie to have these scars covering her body and she just Mm -hmm. wants them gone
0: they're burn scars and she's already undergone one treatment
1: yeah and after that one treatment and the spell the scars just peel off like a sunburn
0: right the the burns all peel off and it, it reveals like beautiful healthy skin underneath
1: Yeah, and the doctor is amazed. She's like, oh my God, this is best case scenario. This is better than best case scenario.
0: Do you think there's ever been a doctor that's accused a woman of being a witch because of some shit like this?
1: You know what? If I was a doctor, I would be like, is this witchcraft though? Are miracles just witchcraft? Is it witchcraft though? (laughs) Nancy at this point, nothing's really happened for Nancy. Yeah,
0: Nancy's still living in a crappy trailer with her stepdad and her mom.
1: Yeah, she gets into a, the middle of an argument. Her stepdad actually either hits her mom or goes to hit her mom. And Nancy just screams to stop. Nancy does something where she causes an explosion behind
0: her in uh-huh. the trailer. And I was thinking, oh, crap, girl. Like, what? <laughs> now your crappy trailer's on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. Also, then her stepdad
0: has a heart attack and dies. He gets taken by an ambulance, but he dies in route. And I think it's very important that he died in the ambulance because if he had died in their house, what happened next wouldn't have happened.
1: Yes. And what happens next is that they are told that he had a $175,000 life insurance policy.
0: And I just need to Google real quick how much money that is in today.
1: I'm going to guess like three hundred. dollars
0: Wow, that was a good guess. Yeah, so $175,000 in 1996 would equal 330000 in today's money.
1: Yeah, you know what? Buy a house. They got an apartment.
0: Well, then also in 1996, houses were like 50, 30 grand. Like they could have bought four houses.
1: <laughs> yeah, and instead they got this like high rise apartment with a jukebox and a dumb looking couch.
0: And we don't really see much after this. But you could just tell the money is not going to last because Nancy's mom is very irresponsible.
1: Give it a year and they're going to be dead broke again. Mm -hmm. The other three girls go over to see Nancy's new apartment.
0: Yeah. And they start experimenting with a new type of magic that they call glamour.
1: Yeah. They do the spell that alters your appearance to onlookers. It
0: basically causes people to hallucinate.
1: Yeah. It changes people's perception. Of reality. Yes. So, you know,
0: Sarah experiments with it and she makes herself blonde. She changes her eye color. Uh And I was just kind of thinking, like, there is magic where you could make people hallucinate into thinking you're prettier.
1: Sign me up. I want it. So Chris is obsessed. He is thoroughly, thoroughly obsessed.
0: Right. Sarah's spell is really getting out of hand. He shows up at her house in the middle of the night. He tells her that he can't
1: eat. He can't sleep. He can only think about her. Sarah and the girls go to the metaphysical store and Sarah asks the lady like, hey, how do I undo this spell? The metaphysical lady says, oh, there's no undoing it. Once you throw it out there, you throw it out there. And you also better be careful what you throw out there because you're going to get it back times three.
0: I mean, after getting this warning that everything they do comes back times three and that they shouldn't be messing with like invoking spirits, because actually while they're at the shop, Nancy grabs a book about invoking a spirit.
1: Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's go do this even harder core ritual. And the other <laughs> girls are like, sure. Sounds delightful. Thank you. Escalation is the only thing we know. Um, We don't know how to pump them brakes. Um, it's full send. And they go, they perform this like really weird ritual. Yeah, they perform this ritual on the beach. And then they seem to pass out
0: until morning. And when they wake up, crazy eyes Nancy is walking toward them from the ocean. She's walking on top of the water. She's already creepy.
1: And then you make her walk on water. This isn't even the weirdest part of this whole scene because they hear commotion And they walk like around this boulder and there's dozens of dead sharks Mm -hmm. just washed up on the beach.
0: And Nancy with the crazy eyes is like, oh, my gosh, they're a gift. They're a gift from the spirit.
1: Yeah. She's like, they're a gift from Manal. These are for me. And like nobody, none of the other people... With the dead sharks, seem to notice crazy eyes, Nancy.
0: Yeah, and also like gifts are, you don't know, like a makeup set, a candle. Yeah, not dead sharks.
1: Yeah, y- y- you know what? I weird. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Is what it is. Okay.
0: And Sarah is starting to get freaked out. She actually starts pointing out to the girls on the way home. She's like, you know what? Maybe enough is enough. Maybe we should stop this. We're all like, things are getting weird.
1: Yeah, Sarah and Nancy sort of get into an argument. Sarah says that things are getting out of hand. Things are getting out of control and she's uncomfortable. And Nancy's mm-hmm. like, if you want to leave, then leave. We don't need you anymore.
0: And the weird thing is that, like, I feel like Sarah is incapable of being alone for five seconds.
1: She's not, because as soon as she has her argument with the girls, she goes straight And calls Chris and then agrees to have dinner with him.
0: Yeah. And instead of taking her to dinner, Chris takes her to like this makeout spot. The crazy thing to me is like these makeout spots in movies are always like double as like the murder spots where serial killer goes to find the the victim.
1: You know what? Coincidence? I think not.
0: The crazy thing is that at the beginning of the spell, she had control over him. He would do what she said. But she does not have control over him anymore.
1: He's her Frankenstein. Yeah. He's no longer able to be controlled. And mm-hmm. he, his obsession has gotten bigger than Sarah. He tries to rape her. He does. He tries to rape her and she has to physically fight him off. So again,
0: Sarah cannot be alone with her thoughts for a minute.
1: Same. <laughs> she runs straight to Rochelle's house and then Rochelle calls the other girls to come over, and she tells the girls that Chris tried to rape her. Nancy says,
0: "I know where he is. He's at a house party, and I'm I'm gonna go roll up. I'm I'm gonna go get him."
1: And at first, you're like, "You know what? Maybe Nancy's salvageable."
0: Yeah, I mean, at first you think that Nancy's gonna go get revenge. I'm a little worried, but I also I'm also invested.
1: Yeah, um, Nancy's idea of revenge is altering chris's perception so nancy looks like sarah
0: it's the weirdest thing because nancy lures chris to a private room and then she comes on to him and i'm like wait i thought we were torturing him like we're not on the same page here
1: i'm like okay listen are you gonna like come on to him so you can handcuff him and then torture him like you need to tie him up or gag him first when's the torturing gonna start no, none of that happens. She comes on to him. He actually says no to Nancy. Mm-hmm. And then Nancy alters his perception. So she looks like Sarah.
0: Uh, so creepy. And then she full on has sex with him. When the other girls come to the party, Sarah walks in mm-hmm. on Nancy having sex with Chris.
1: Yeah. And of course, at this point, Chris just tried to rape Sarah. And then essentially... Nancy just raped Chris.
0: Yeah, uh, that's an interesting point because it wasn't consensual. He didn't want to have sex with her and she changed her
1: appearance. Yeah. It's a witchy rape. It's a witch rape, yeah. And, you know, Sarah comes in and she's like, Nancy, you've had your fun, let's go. And then Mm -hmm. Chris can't keep his fucking mouth shut.
0: Yeah, I mean, he says something that really triggers Nancy. Chris accuses Nancy of being jealous of
1: Sarah. And Nancy flips shit. well, it's obviously true, you know it what I mean? is true, but you can't just like bust out somebody's insecurities in a room full of people.
0: Nancy girl, Nancy with the crazy eyes. Let me tell you something. when someone says something that triggers you, that's a metal detector. you need to dig, dig for that in therapy,
1: yeah. And Nancy with the good spells, <laughs> Yeats, Chris, out French double doors mm-hmm. off a second store balcony. And he dies.
0: Yeah. uh, No, girl. It was three stories. It was three stories? It was three stories. He went straight onto a brick patio below. Yeah.
1: After Chris's death, Sarah knows that she needs to do something to try and stop Nancy from hurting other people.
0: Right. It's very clear at this point that Nancy has gone off the deep end. She killed her Oh, stepfather. And now she killed Chris. And and like, you can't talk to Nancy. You can't tell her. You can't look Nancy in her crazy eyes and tell her she's acting crazy.
1: No, you absolutely can't. And so what Sarah tries to do is Sarah tries to bind Nancy. Yeah, Sarah tries to cast a
0: spell to keep Nancy from hurting other people. But it does not seem to work.
1: What Sarah didn't count on is that Nancy was going to know that she tried to bind her.
0: Right. So Nancy is pissed. She's like, I think she feels betrayed that Sarah is, you know, casting spells on her.
1: She does. She feels very betrayed. And her and the girls just sort of pop up out of nowhere. And then Nancy tells Sarah, don't ever try to cast another spell on me again.
0: Weird things are happening to Sarah. She is having nightmares. She's overall traumatized because she just saw a guy get murdered. I mean, it checks out,
1: you know? Yeah. So she actually, in the middle of the night, gets out of bed and runs to the metaphysical store. Mm -hmm. And the lady that works there takes her to a back room that has like a full-on shrine. Yeah.
0: It's a Wiccan temple, pretty much. The lady at the witchy shop tells Sarah that she needs to invoke the spirit. And Sarah is like, you mean I need to do the thing that made my friend crazy?
1: And she's like, yeah, but you are a natural witch. It won't affect you the same way because Nancy's intentions were dark and yours are not.
0: Yeah, so they start the ritual to invoke the spirit into Sarah And then Sarah sees the freaking shop explode. And she dips. She dips fast. Yeah, but it's clear that the shop didn't explode. It's almost like Sarah's hallucinating.
1: It's Nancy sending her these sort of like visions. It's Nancy making her think that. Right. I mean, they're messing with her. They're fucking with her.
0: Literally for funsies, do you know someone could have a mental breakdown? Do you know how close I am on a daily basis to a mental breakdown?
1: You're just one inconvenience away.
0: (laughs) If someone tries to make me hallucinate the crazy crap, because when Sarah gets home, the hallucinations, they go off the wall.
1: There's snakes everywhere. There's maggots in her toilet. Cockroaches are crawling on the walls and out of the sink. It is disgusting. She
0: hallucinates that her parents were on a flight that crashed and now her parents are dead.
1: Yeah. And Nancy shows up and she's like, oh, my God, you're so weak. This is where we it's not really a villain
0: monologue, but we see what Nancy wants Nancy is torturing Sarah psychologically because she wants Sarah to kill herself. And that is wild.
1: Imagine having all this power and choosing to make somebody kill themselves. Like just a random girl in high school. You know what? You could have all this power and you could have made like Saddam Hussein kill himself. If I had this amount of power to make things like this happen, do you think I'm paying for airfare? The answer is no.
0: I mean, the thing is that you don't need magic to, like, break someone down psychologically, especially when you're a teenage girl.
1: No, absolutely not. Uh, All you need is words, my dude.
0: By the way, the girls, the three witchy girls, they are floating. Yes.
1: (laughs) They start chanting, um, let her go in peace. Yeah, they start chanting, now it's the end, let her go in peace. And that then Nancy cuts Sarah's wrist. Mm-hmm. Sarah runs upstairs and she sort of collapsed in the bathroom. She starts her own ritual. Yeah, Sarah is finally doing what
0: the lady at the witchy shop told her to do. And she is invoking the spirit. It starts thundering outside. Lightning hits. Uh huh. Windows burst open in the wind, which, by the way, is the creepiest thing that windows do.
1: Well, Nancy then tells Bonnie and Rochelle to go upstairs and see what's going on. Like, hey, go see if she's dead yet. hmm They go up there, and in Sarah's spell, she makes what the girls have done. She makes it come back to hit them times three.
0: Um, It was very superficial, though, because Sarah just... Sarah casts a glamour spell so that when the girls catch the reflection in the mirror walking toward her because, by the way, you can't put a mirror near a teenage girl without her catching her her reflection.
1: Yeah. And now, Bonnie is covered even more with burn scars. It's on her face. It's covering half her body instead of just the shoulder and back that it was covering before Mm -hmm,
0: but it's just a reflection but they don't know that they they're looking themselves in the mirror and they see you know bonnie's covered in burns even worse than before and rochelle's hair is falling out like it was for the bully and so they freak out
1: they freak out and they dip they leave nancy to her own crazy devices and just leave
0: yeah, um, but we see that Sarah invoking the spirit worked because her cuts heal. And when Nancy comes looking for her, Sarah comes out of a freaking mirror. I'm just like, okay, we're just rolling with the punches here.
1: <laughs> Sarah is ready for a fight. And that's exactly what happens. Her and Nancy get in a knockout drag out fight.
0: And Sarah tells Nancy that she has a message from Majon Majoon, Majoon. Mustard? Manal. <laughs> Manal. Um, That Nancy has abused his power and now he is punishing her.
1: Yeah. After Sarah says that to Nancy, um, roaches just start crawling out of Nancy's shirt sleeve or jacket sleeve, out of her pant legs, out of the collar of her shirt. Just mm-hmm. roaches start crawling all over her. And I think that that is sort of a metaphor for her life before. Mm. I feel like that was Sarah showing her the times three to where you used to live in a trailer that was very not taken care of. Okay. And now you're back in the... now, Now not only are you you know, trash like you thought you were before, mm-hmm. now you are literally covered in roaches. I thought it was a metaphor.
0: That's interesting. Um side note, this is the late 90s stereotype of a trailer. They actually have amazing
1: yes. trailers these days. Dude, I we've actually considered one because some of these trailers look bougie as shit. Yeah, like, you know, that was a stereotype
0: back then, but it's certainly not the reality. But Yeah, so Nancy has these roaches crawling out of her, and then her fingers turn to snake. Her hair turns to snake. It's all just a hallucination again, Um, but this time Sarah is in control.
1: Nancy apologizes to Sarah and apologizes for things kind of becoming what they became.
0: It seems genuine, though, because Nancy says, I know I'm a little crazy, but I don't mean to be. I'm sorry. And it seems like a genuine Mm. apology.
1: It seems like a genuine apology. I have a really big issue with apologies in general, because do you actually feel bad or are you apologizing because you got caught? Like, you know, do you feel bad that you got caught or do you feel bad for actually doing it? I wanted to
0: think that this was genuine. But the problem is that, first of all, Sarah is not having it. Mm -mm. And then she starts doing a binding spell again.
1: Yeah, she starts doing a binding spell On Nancy, um, the same one she did before, you know, I bind you to not harm yourself or others. I bind you to not harm yourself or others.
0: And this is where Nancy's crazy comes out again. Nancy lunges at Sarah and basically like tackles her against the wall and they just start fighting. Nancy sends a dresser just flying across the room to crash into the wall where Sarah is and... That's the creepiest things dressers do,
1: is fly across the room. (laughs) You know what? Like, we did Beauty and the Beast. The creepiest thing dressers do is talk. I don't
0: know, dude. If I saw a dresser flying at me, like, coming at me at full speed, I don't know that there's anything more terrifying than that.
1: I don't know. I think talking dressers are worse. Eventually, the fight ends, and Sarah wins. Sarah
0: wins the fight because... Plot. I don't know, dude. I feel like when you're fighting against a crazy person, like crazy people, people with that look in their
1: eyes, there's nothing
0: more powerful than crazy.
1: That's true. There's nothing more powerful than crazy. But we get to see the after effects of this fight. Um, Sarah's parents are fine. Yes, because it was all hallucination.
0: They didn't die in a plane crash. It cuts very suddenly to the next day. And yeah, Sarah's like hanging out with her parents outside
1: yeah and bonnie and rochelle come over and they're like hey hey Vesty, hey um you know that was all just like a big old joke right
0: yeah that whole hallucination about your parents dying in a plane crash girl we had you there for a minute
1: where we tried to haze you into killing yourself just nah. it was a practical joke it was for
0: funsies and if you don't get it then you're not cool because cool people get it.
1: Yeah. And then they actually, um, they ask Sarah if she has powers still because they don't.
0: Yeah. They awkwardly admit that they don't have powers anymore. And, you know, Sarah doesn't answer.
1: Yeah. And they go to leave. And then Sarah just makes this big gust of wind come. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you better watch out or else. I don't know that Sarah hasn't
0: gone crazy.
1: I think Sarah's just fine. You know who has <laughs> gone crazy um, is Nancy because she's on a grippy sock vacation.
0: On a what?
1: A grippy sock vacation. Oh, okay. Never heard of that. It, we are on different sides of TikTok then <laughs> We already know. We already know we are on different sides. So when you go to the psych ward, they take your shoes away Mm -hmm. and they give you like slipper socks with the grippy bottoms. Mm, Okay. Uh, Yeah. So she's on a grippy sock vacation. Yes.
0: Nancy is in some sort of mental hospital. First of all, that room is huge. I never understand like in movies uh-huh. Like the, they have one twin bed in a giant freaking room the size of my living room, and I'm just like, you're telling me you can't fill beds at a mental hospital because I volunteer as tribute. Like you have enough people to fill beds at a mental hospital, so I don't know how they have this giant room with a single bed in it. But okay,
1: bestie, it's 2022. You can fill the beds,
0: <laughs> Nancy. Uh. To be fair, Nancy really does come across like she's lost her mind. She is blabbing about being able to fly and having powers and the nurses are like, sure, babes, sure.
1: Yeah. And then they um, give her a shot in the butt cheek Mm -hmm. and she calms down.
0: Is there a part two? Is there another movie where Nancy comes out?
1: So there is a second one, but it didn't come out until 2020, and I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if it's a remake or if Mm. it's a sequel.
0: You know what? I am perfectly fine staying curious for the rest of my life. I don't need to know. I don't need to know.
1: (laughs) Anyways, that's where our movie (laughs) leaves us.
0: Yes, uh, the cauldron is empty for today.
1: Don't worry. Maura is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. See you next time. Bye.